We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Hello, welcome to Success with Sabrina podcast. Today we have on the show two very special guests. Now, I met Dustin a while back while we were in our mutual friend's house in Tampa, Florida. Now, Dustin, you have together with you today your wife, Sabrina. Please tell us a little bit about you and what you do. All right, perfect. Well, thanks for having me and my beautiful wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, as you said, my name is Dustin. Um, I've written some books on self-help, just been through a lot of experiences and wanted to share that with others. And so I started writing uh, when I was still in high school and just kept doing that and turned around and put those into books so that others had the same opportunities that I had, but not going through the stuff to get there. And then from there, I've moved into coaching, helping others, taking things that I've learned and teaching that to other people so they, they can have that same, the same outcomes as I had. And can you introduce us to your wife also? I know she's also a coach. Mm -hmm. Yes, this yeah. is my wife, Sabrina. <laughs> it's kind of weird being on the on here with two different Sabrinas. <laughs> so if it gets confusing, be patient. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is my wife, Sabrina. Uh, she too, she's a coach. Uh, wanna yeah, so I am a certified quickening coach. And um, I've been coaching for, for quite a few years now. Um, and it all really began uh, about... Hmm, 14 some odd years ago where I was on my own self-exploration journey and how to heal some past traumas and childhood stuff. And on, on the way, I finally, you know, found a semblance of freedom and was like, I am now on a mission to make sure other people get that same experience of just being completely free of their, their childhood junk <laughs> that many people go through. And, the, and, and then we're just expected to be like normal adults, but 
um, the reality is, is there's a lot of people not having normal childhoods to enter adulthood into. So I'm kind of mm -hmm. like the post care after the trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Now, Dustin, I met you at Roger's house, like I mentioned before, in Tampa, and I knew that you were flying in from Utah. And uh, when we connected again recently, you're like, yeah, I'm in New Zealand, uh, you know, so how does that even fit into the picture? I'm curious. Um, so how does New Zealand fit in? So it's it's been something we've been working toward. Uh, my wife's actually a dual citizen. And I mean, how we got here, she could probably better explain that than me. Yeah. So it's really, it's goes back to manifesting those miracles. This has been one of the miracles that we've wanted to manifest in our life for at least three years and taking steps along the way. And then all of a sudden COVID happened. And, um, I, we were told by basically the best way to explain it was our higher up, our higher power. Uh, if you want to get to New Zealand, you must leave now. And all of a sudden, everything that we've been working on completely aligned. Um, and within three days, we packed up our house, uh, 30 pieces of luggage, drove down on a 15-hour trip to Arizona, uh, threw stuff in storage, and then took what we could carry with us. It was like a, it was really felt like we were on the wings of angels at different points because it was like, what is happening? We, this is real. This is, there's layers of magic that happened. And mm -hmm. so here we are in New Zealand at yes. home. <laughs> Very and cool. um, we just feel so fortunate and blessed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it yeah. definitely was a blessing because originally when it came about, um, I came home from work and Sabrina says, Hey, we're, we're going to New Zealand. I'm like, okay, you know, what's the plan? And she's like, uh, we're leaving on Sunday and here it is Wednesday. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. um, I was running a store and I was like, well, I can't just up and go. I've got to, you know, put in some time, you know, make some adjustments and uh, two week notice at least. Yeah. Two week <laughs> notice. And so uh, she was going to, I said, nope, you can go ahead, go with the kids and stuff like that. Do the initial, uh, which would be quite difficult because, you know, five children on a plane for almost 24 hours, which I have lot. done. Yes, Thank she you. has done. She has done. We came down here for in vacation. September. Yeah. And says, well, I need to, I need to, you know, have some closure on a couple of things, get things lined out. And then. And I basically was like, no, if you don't come now, I've been told you will not be able to make it because they're closing the borders. And he's like, how do you know that? Right. I was like, I just know. Wow. And that's so next, crazy. Look at that. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really. Yes. All the, the next manifestations moment. Oh, of sorry. our lives. Right. No, I'm <laughs> talking about all the manifestations of our lives, really, because it's yeah. about. It's about listening, mm -hmm. right? And uh, being yep. present. And, uh, you know, and we've talked before on this podcast uh, when I had this interview with Susan Dane Setton, and I, I asked her about divine intervention, you know, and she said, mm -hmm. you know, something that really brought home to me, which was um, that, you know, it, we wonder why it doesn't happen even more often, right? Uh, but the truth is, uh, it's not that it's not happening as often, but how present mm -hmm. are we, right? So that we can exactly. manifest it even more often in our lives. Um, now, right. Dustin, I've heard some of your work and you talk about um, that, you know, about becoming vulnerable. And why is becoming vulnerable mm -hmm. such an important part of the work and, and in becoming who you want to be? Uh, becoming vulnerable, it's, you know, it, 
the word itself is, you know, you're opening yourself up. You want to get yourself as raw as you can so that you can go in a direction. Uh, you could either, you know, get vulnerable, open yourself up and go into depression. And, and I've been there, I've done that. And it's not a fun place to be. And the other direction is to move up or move forward. And so by getting vulnerable, you move all the stuff out of the way. You really find out what's most important. And, and from there, you can make a direction or choose a direction and go there. Uh, it's kind of like a butterfly you know, when it's first coming out of the, the cocoon, it's, you know, you can help it out of there, and but it'll never fly. Uh, the, the process helps it uh, strengthen its wings so it can fly. And so getting vulnerable, you're, you're being that butterfly, you're strengthening your wings so you can to fly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Now you've written over 1000 inspirational quotes. Which one is your favorite one? Um, which one is my favorite? I had to pull out my book for that one. I, <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh, I had it bookmarked and then set it down. Um. Huh. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay. So it's 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 a really deep one. And again, this is this goes back to the being vulnerable. Uh, when I too was going through some stuff, uh, I went pretty deep and. And in the process, I, you know, came up with this, this quote and it's shovel upon the mound of sand. I slum myself to the depth of no return. Before I take my last solemn breath, the sun creeps upon the morrow. It's crimson rays break these chains of doubt and I rise to go a little farther. Mm-hmm. And for, for that, the, the reason why that one is my favorite of all the ones that I have is just because you know, going deep, getting to the core of what the problem is. Sometimes it, it's hard. Uh, you could hit a depression. You could, you know, lose direction and lose sight of where you want to be or where you want to go. And you just have to keep pushing yourself. You know, it's sometimes we dig our own hole and we get stuck in it. And yeah. it gets messy sometimes. No matter what, you can push. It does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just keep pushing forward, you'll eventually you'll come out and you realize, okay, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be and continue the direction you're meant to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why this fascination with board games? I know you've created a few board games. What does it mean? Because, you know, most of our audience is um, entrepreneurs, right? Now, um, we look at the entrepreneur as a whole and the overall health of the entrepreneur. Because building a business, since there isn't, let's say, a path that is, you know, step by step in what to do or what to follow. And we're kind of like entering unchattered territory in a way. When you're going, um, you know, in business for yourself, uh, you're really getting out of comfort zones and really exploring, right? Uh, But I've always Mm -hmm. said to most of my clients that your business grows in proportion to what you grow. Right. And that Mm. is directly proportional. So the more you grow, the more your business is going to grow. And what does it mean to you uh, creating this board games and business? What is the correlation there between board games and business? Uh, I mean, their, their focus is life lessons and, 
everybody, you know, can get a mentor, get a coach, uh, have a business partner and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it's all work, no play. And by creating the board games, you, you bring fun into it. And so you can take your mind off of all the work, but at the same time, you're still learning something and growing. And it's just, yeah, it's really about fun while learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now you've created the par system and it is a gift. Um, and what is that the par system that you created is as a gift to entrepreneurs today? Um, so the par system, what it is, is I'm a big fan of acronyms. So I've got them all over the place. Uh, so what the par is, is uh, P for proficiency, A for alignment and R for refinement. And the big thing in that is, most people try to get proficient on the things that they know and don't focus on the things they know less about. And so uh, with the PAR system, it's, it's really making proficient the things that you're not very good at. And the refinement is refining the things that you are good at to get yourself better at them. So they, in a sense, take care of themselves. And then the alignment is again, all work, no play. Uh, you need to have a, a strong support system and that support system is family and friends. And so you have to have a good balance between work and a personal life. And so the alignment is, is getting those to support each other. You give enough time to your family, then they'll allow you the time you need to, to do what you need to with your business and then give your business enough time that it allows you that freedom with family. Mm-hmm. Now, Sabrina, in the beginning of this podcast interview, you talked about how a lot of us experience childhood and it's not necessarily uh, the healthiest kind of childhood. And then we're expected to just get up and go. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. we, we catch ourselves working a lot on healing. Right. And um, and so you talk about healing in your work. And I believe that some people wait to feel completely healed before they do business. What would you say to these people? We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on, she comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful, sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. 
To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Hello, welcome to Success with Sabrina podcast. Today, we have on the show two very special guests. Now, I met Dustin a while back while we were in our mutual friend's house in Tampa, Florida. Now, Dustin, you have together with you today your wife, Sabrina. Please tell us a little bit about you and what you do. All right, perfect. Well, thanks for having me. And my beautiful wife. Um, yeah, as you said, my name is Dustin. Um, I've written some books on self-help, just been through a lot of experiences and wanted to share that with others. And so I started writing uh, when I was still in high school and just kept doing that and turned around and put those into books so that others had the same opportunities that I had, but not going through the stuff to get there. And then from there, I've moved into coaching, helping others taking things that I've learned and teaching that to other people so they they can have that same the same outcomes as I had. And can you introduce us to your wife also? I know she's also a coach. Mm-hmm. Yes, this yeah. is my wife Sabrina. <laughs> it's kind of weird being on the on here with two different Sabrinas. <laughs> so if it gets confusing, be patient. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is my wife Sabrina. Uh, she too, she's a coach. Uh, yeah, so I am a certified quickening coach, and um, I've been coaching for, for quite a few years now, um, and it all really began uh, about hmm, 14 some odd years ago where I was on my own self-exploration journey and how to heal some past traumas and childhood stuff, and on on the way, I finally you know, found a semblance of freedom and was like, I and now on a mission to make sure other people get that same experience of just being completely free of their, their childhood junk. (laughs) Many people go through and and then we're just expected to be like normal adults. But um, the reality is, is there's a lot of people not having normal childhoods to enter adulthood into. So I'm kind of like the post care after the trauma. (laughs) Very cool. Now, Dustin, I met you at Roger's house, like I mentioned before, in Tampa, and I knew that you were flying in from Utah. And uh, when we connected again recently, you're like, yeah, I'm in New Zealand, uh, you know, so how does that even fit into the picture? I'm curious. Um, so how does New Zealand fit in? So it's it's been something we've been working toward. Uh, my wife's actually a dual citizen. And I mean, how we got here, she could probably better explain that than me. Yeah. So it's really, it's goes back to manifesting those miracles. This has been one of the miracles that we've wanted to manifest in our life for at least three years and taking steps along the way. And then all of a sudden COVID happened. And, um, I, we were told by basically the best way to explain it was our higher up, our higher power. Uh, if you want to get to New Zealand, you must leave now. And all of a sudden, everything that we've been working on completely aligned. Um, and within three days, we packed up our house, uh, 30 pieces of luggage, drove down on a 15-hour trip to Arizona, uh, threw stuff in storage, and then took what we could carry with us. It was like a, it was really felt like we were on the wings of angels at different points because it was like, 
what is happening? This is real. This is there's layers of magic that happened, and mm. so here we are in New Zealand at yes. home. <laughs> Very and, cool. Um, we just feel so fortunate and blessed. Yeah. 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 No, it yeah. definitely was a blessing because originally when it came about, um, I came home from work, and Sabrina says, "Hey, we're we're going to New Zealand." I'm like, "Okay, you know what's the plan?" And she's like, uh, "We're leaving on Sunday," and here it is Wednesday, and I'm like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Um, I was running a store. And I was like, well, I can't just up and go. I've got to, you know, put in some time, you know, make some adjustments and uh, two week notice at least. Yeah, two week (laughs) notice. And so uh, she was going to, I said, nope, you can go ahead, go with the kids and stuff like that, do the initial, uh, which would be quite difficult because, you know, five children on a plane for almost 24 hours, which I have done. Yes, she has done. She has done. We came down here for vacation. Yeah. And, says, well, I need to, I need to, you know, have some closure on a couple of things, get things lined out. And then. And I basically was like, no, if you don't come now, I've been told you will not be able to make it because they're closing the borders. And he's like, how do you know that? Right. I was like, I just know. Wow. And that's so next, crazy. Look at that. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really. Yes. All the, the next manifestations moment. Oh, of sorry. our lives. Right. No, I'm <laughs> talking about all the manifestations of our lives, really, because it's yeah. about. It's about listening, mm-hmm. right? And uh, being yep. present. And, uh, you know, and we've talked before on this podcast uh, when I had this interview with Susan Dane Setton, and I, I asked her about divine intervention, you know, and she said, mm-hmm. you know, something that really brought home to me, which was um, that, you know, it, we wonder why it doesn't happen even more often, right? Uh, but the truth is, uh, it's not that it's not happening as often, but how present mm-hmm. are we, right? So that we can exactly. manifest it even more often in our lives. Um, now, right. Dustin, I've heard some of your work and you talk about um, that, you know, about becoming vulnerable. And why is becoming vulnerable mm-hmm. such an important part of the work and, and in becoming who you want to be? Uh, becoming vulnerable, it's, you know, it, the word itself is, you know, you're opening yourself up. You want to get yourself as raw as you can so that you can go in a direction. Uh, you could either, you know, get vulnerable, open yourself up and go into depression. And, and I've been there, I've done that. And it's not a fun place to be. And the other direction is to move up or move forward. And so by getting vulnerable, you move all the stuff out of the way. You really find out what's most important. And, and from there you can make a direction or choose a direction and go there. Uh, it's kind of like a butterfly, you know, when it's first coming out of the, the cocoon, it's, you know, you can help it out of there and, but it'll never fly. Uh, the, the process helps us uh, strengthen its wings so it can fly. And so getting vulnerable, you're, you're being that butterfly, you're strengthening your wings so you can, to fly. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Now you've written over 1000 inspirational quotes. Which one is your favorite one? Um, which one is my favorite? I had to pull out my book for that one. Cause I, <laughs> yeah, that one, oh, I had it bookmarked and then set it down. Um. Huh? Yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a really deep one. And again, this is, this goes back to the being vulnerable. 
when I too was going through some stuff, uh, I went pretty deep and, and in the process, I, you know, came up with this, this quote and it's shovel upon the mound of sand. I slum myself to the depth of no return before I take my last solemn breath. The sun creeps upon the morrow. It's crimson rays break these chains of doubt. And I rise to go a little farther. Mm-hmm. And for, for that, the, the reason why that one is my favorite of all the ones that I have is just because, you know, going deep, getting to the core of what the problem is. Sometimes it, it's hard. Uh, you could hit a depression. You could, you know, lose direction and lose sight of where you want to be or where you want to go. And you just have to keep pushing yourself. You know, it's sometimes we dig our own hole and we get stuck in it. And yeah. it gets messy sometimes. No matter what, you can push. It does. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you just keep pushing forward, you'll eventually you'll come out and you realize, okay, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be and continue the direction you're meant to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why this fascination with board games? I know you've created a few board games. What does it mean? Because, you know, most of our audience is um, entrepreneurs, right? Now, um, we look at the entrepreneur as a whole and the overall health of the entrepreneur. Because building a business, since there isn't, let's say, a path that is, you know, step by step in what to do or what to follow. And we're kind of like entering unchattered territory, in a way. When you're going, um, you know, in business for yourself, uh, you're really getting out of comfort zones and really exploring, right? Uh, but I, I've always mm-hmm. said to most of my clients that your business grows in proportion to what you grow, right? And that mm-hmm. is directly proportional. So the more you grow, the more your business is going to grow. And mm-hmm. what does it mean to you uh, creating this board games and business? What is the correlation there between board games and business? Uh... I mean, their their focus is life lessons, and yeah, everybody you know can get a mentor, get a coach, uh, have a business partner, and stuff like that. But it's you know it's all work, no play. And by creating the board games, you, you bring fun into it, and so you can take your mind off of all the work, but at the same time, you're still learning something and growing. And it's just, yeah, it's really about fun while learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, you've created the PAR system, and it is a gift. Um, and what is that the PAR system that you created is as a gift to entrepreneurs today? Um, so the PAR system, what it is, is I'm a big fan of acronyms, so I've got them all over the place. Uh, so what the PAR is, is uh, P for proficiency, A for alignment, and R for refinement. And the big thing in that is most people try to get proficient on the things that they know and don't focus on the things they know less about. And so uh, with the PAR system, it's it's really making proficient the things that you're not very good at. And the refinement is refining the things that you are good at to get yourself better at them. So they, in a sense, take care of themselves. And then the alignment is again, all work, no play. Uh, You need to have a a strong support system and that support system is family and friends. And so you have to have a good balance between work and 
a personal life. And so the alignment is, is getting those to support each other. You give enough time to your family, then they'll allow you the time you need to, to do what you need to with your business and then give your business enough time that it allows you that freedom with family. Mm-hmm. Now, Sabrina, in the beginning of this podcast interview, you talked about how a lot of us experience childhood and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, the healthiest kind of childhood. And then we're expected to just get up and go, right? Um, but mm-hmm. we, we <laughs> catch ourselves working a lot on healing, right? And, um, and so you talk about healing in your work. And I believe that some people wait to feel completely healed before they do business. What would you say to these people? So um, my my answer is for everyone, really, that is on a healing journey. Um, but specifically for business owners, um, there is no such thing as destination healed. You're not going to get to this place and be like, I have arrived. It's It's literally <laughs> like you are on a journey. It's a process and unfolding and an undoing and then a redesigning of who you are. Um, so yeah, if you're waiting to accomplish and manifest like this business for you to get to this place of healed, you're going to be waiting a really long time. You got to do it and follow. And, um, and actually the actual doing includes healing with it. So mm-hmm. you going after your business and dreams and all of that creates more healing, more, um, freedom for you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What now also as part of your bio, you talk about being a foot zone practitioner. Like, what does that mean? What What is that? Yeah. So have you heard of uh, reflexology? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where you can. Yep. So it's uh, basically there's different parts of the body that are reflected in the feet. And by working with the feet and doing certain techniques, um, I'm able to uh, specifically target different areas of, of the mind, it's actually mind, body, and spirit that are out of alignment and then realign them. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Cause one time, uh, while she was, uh, in school for it, mm-hmm. uh, she was working on our oldest son's foot and she's like, Oh, does such and such tooth hurt? And he's like, yeah. I can tell him exactly which tooth. And he was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, how did you even know? Because he hadn't been complaining about mm-hmm. his, his teeth or anything like that. And, and she knew. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just really cool. And then even one time I was like, like having a lot of stomach pains and stuff like that. And um, yeah, she went in and started working on my intestines and stuff like that. And I, I'll tell you what, I... I definitely uh, had a lot of spent time in the restroom because it, it definitely cleared, <laughs> moved. <laughs> it moved some stuff. It, yeah, it's, it, it's been around for, for forever, um, mm. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to hear you talk about this because it reminds me of uh, when I had my second child um, and uh, the midwife came to visit me after I've given birth mm-hmm. and uh, and she was asking how we were doing and my husband started talking about how much he was experiencing a lot of pain in his back, lower back. And I looked at him and I said, excuse me, like I was the one that just gave birth. And you're, <laughs> you know, um, it's funny because then she said, well, let me work on your foot, you know, and she did a 
some type of like healing work on his foot. And I remember my dad walking in the room and being like, there's something wrong with this picture, you know, and he was coming from the same standpoint of like, you know, shouldn't there, you be working on there, her? <laughs> there is a thing considered uh, surrogate pain, especially yes. when husbands wives, yeah. 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 Especially, especially when or, they're present yeah. at birth, right? And they they yeah. watch you, right? Go through all of that pain for sure. Yeah, yeah. so we got to learn about that later, but it was just a funny experience. Yes. That's um, <laughs> yeah, so in your work, Sabrina, you also talk about mental health. Um, and mm. how can we nowadays, you know, especially with everything that's going on right now, right? Uh, protect our mental health. Mm. So, so m mental health to me is when one knows your own mind and then how to navigate it and then have emotional intelligence. And the way to um, protect, especially as a business owner, is having a daily routine in place where you are consciously choosing um, to connect with your subconscious mind and then address any emotions and move them. Um, just kind of sitting there and reacting to things is what builds upon an unhealthy emotional aspect. Whereas if you're consciously connecting and responding, so you're responsive versus reactive, you're going to have a much easier time in different, let's say the worst case scenarios, chaos and the whole world shut down. You'll be able to respond versus react. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked a lot about um, in the, on this podcast about, you know, choosing to participate in the collective consciousness right now, which is, you know, based mm -hmm. on fear and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. or making a decision to go the other way. Right. So while everyone is digging, you're going to be zagging. And that takes a lot of willpower and not so much of a reactive way of being, but more of a causative way of being. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Now you also talked about decluttering, uh, but I wasn't sure if you meant like declutter the house. Like, what, what were what were you talking about? So um, I actually mean all of it. <laughs> so I also used to be a home alignment specialist. So I would go into people's homes and I would um, support them in decluttering their space and then realigning it because our home is direct reflection of what's going on with us mentally and emotionally. And so. We, I didn't just go in and like clean a home. I was like decluttering deep inside their subconscious and their psyche. And then it would reflect outward into their home. So decluttering means um, just releasing and relieving yourself of the baggage that you, A, don't even remember, but it's definitely running your life and the stuff that you are aware of, but you're not sure how to get rid of. So. Yeah. Yeah, because if you just get rid of the stuff that's collected mm -hmm. and you don't work through it, then you're just going to find new things to fill those spaces. Uh, uh -huh. Like one, one client had a, a table that was literally stacked to the ceiling. The stuff was touching the ceiling. That's how high it was. And had she just gone in and just, you know, Hey, I'm a housekeeper, clean up your house. They would have found something new to put back on the table versus using the table for what it's meant for. And so working with her processing through it, mm -hmm. she was able to declutter the space, find a home for the belongings, whether it's to keep it or an actual home in the house. And she was able to keep the table clear. And, so, and use so let's, let's dive a little bit more deep on this because I'm curious. Like, so did she have a lot of clothes or papers stacked on top of the table? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it actually, oh, both, actually it, was it was both like clothes and paper. 
It was paper, uh, books, papers, uh, boxes. I mean, just so dishes that had never been touched. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just the dining room table. Her whole home was having this. I call it the home has a heartbeat. So, you know, we have order and chaos. You're going to have a mess happen in your home, right? Because that's what happens when we're in the living. And then you bring it back to order. It's like a heartbeat. Um, The problem is, is people flatline either at complete chaos or over perfection of order. So the opposite is also a byproduct of that. So, um, yeah, it was, it was throughout the whole home and it's been really cool seeing now five years later, she's, she actually connected with me recently and was like, Hey, I just wanted you to know, like, I still have my table clean and she sent me a picture of her room. Like, I mean, it's just really amazing to see that the emotional work that was done, um, cause she too had had stuff, childhood trauma and she had no control. And now the the way of controlling her life was to fill her space with stuff. And it was just, but I don't necessarily just work with people on their home. It is definitely all the layers. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, But in in both of your work that I've come in contact with, um, you talk about getting real with yourself. And um, for both of you, whoever wants to answer this question, what does getting real with yourself actually mean? I would say getting real is basically just cutting out the crap stories, you know, quit feeding into your storyline. You know, most people, when they have a complaint, they draw other people in and to find support in that story. And those that don't buy into it, they usually push those people away. And it's, those are probably the people they need to bring in more because they don't want to hear your crap. They don't want to live in it with you. And they're probably going to help you pull yourself out of it. And so getting real is just being, to me, it's accountable, mm-hmm. you know, 100% accountable. Growing up, that was one of my biggest things. I was never accountable for my choices, uh, my actions, and the consequences thereof. And it was going through hardship that I learned, no, everything that is done, I have to account for it, whether I did it or somebody else did it and it involved me. And, and that's what getting real is, is being 100% accountable for your choice in what's happening and being willing to acknowledge that and move through it. So do you feel like there was actually an event that happened like, or an aha moment in your life that you finally like, wow, I'm getting real right now. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day and it's not one that I too often share, um, is my my realization moment was when I was a teenager sitting in the back seat of a cop car and the officer said, you know, you can continue living the life you're living and and live that path, but this is only a moment in your life. You know, this is going to pass and you just have to decide whether this is going to always be your outcome or you can take the things that you're going through, learn from them and become something more and then turn and help other people. And that was probably a big turning point for me where I decided, okay, like I've been through a lot of stuff and maybe my, my choices at the time were just a reflection of what my life was looking like. I was being rebellious because I wasn't liking the things that I was experiencing. And so from there is where I decided to, okay, yeah, everything does have a life lesson. And that's really what the catalyst to the, the quotes were is everything that happens, there's a lesson. And so I just started writing quotes. But that was a huge, huge turning point for me. 
uh, to, to think, wow, like this officer has something great to say. Yeah. It's amazing because, you know, we're talking about coaching today, you know, and, um, and I know, I don't know if you're familiar with the ultimate coach, uh, but he is someone that, that has accomplished a very, I guess, successful career in the coaching industry. Um, and, um, and once he was asked, you know, who is, who coaches the ultimate coach, right? And, um, and what he answered was very interesting because he said, everyone, even my, the postman coaches me. Um, and mm-hmm. I thought about that, you know, how interesting that is that obviously, you know, there are people that dedicate their lives into the study of becoming a coach and they do this as a profession. Um, but until you get to that point that you are working with someone, how are you letting other people really coach you? Right. And, um, anyone can coach us if we're willing, right. It's more about us being at that, at that point that we're willing to be coached. And, and I mean, it's amazing to hear your story and talking about the police officer, because also it has to do with us becoming coaches, right? So even if you're not going to do this as a profession, how can you be a better coach to your kids? How can you be a better coach to your employees? How can you be a better coach to yourself, right? And in every profession, you know, as a teacher, you can be an amazing coach if you learn the coaching skills. As a police officer, you can be an amazing coach and you can transform people's lives. Right. Um, so it's an interesting way to think about this profession and and look at it in different ways. So I love your story. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, Absolutely. What are the three things that one must do? Not as an action item, but more of a posture to really become who they were who they were meant to be. So what are these three things you would say? that without it, they would never make it. Mm-hmm. We, in our family, we do this thing. Uh, like we'd go see a movie or we'd go do a family event. And we'd always, at the end of it, uh, we'd um, ask, okay, what was your, what was your high? What was your low? You know, or even at the end of each day, what was your high and what was your low versus just always focusing on the high we wanted to know what our children's low was so we could help them work through that. And so for me, I, I use that so much is, you know, focus on the high, but you also want to figure out what the low is so you can work through it. And then just no matter what, always push forward. Mm. And so that's just something I personally, I enjoy living by and it's been able to help our family grow together and learn what our children are going through versus just pushing aside the lows, you know, because, you know, nobody wants to hear negativity, but it's there. And if you're not going to address it, you can't work through it. You can't see that there's something better. See, and I've got, I've got a little more um, insight to to add is um, gratitude. Honestly, an attitude of gratitude is neat. uh, Cliche as that sounds gets you a whole lot further than just looking at situations from that negative side, because um, it's really easy to look at, say, in business, how poorly you're doing and what you need to improve. And it's like, well, okay, just start with gratitude and then you can shift the others as well. Um, and then there was one more and it just left my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think that, you know, as we're approaching the end of this podcast interview, I would love to end it with gratitude because I think that we don't 
think about it enough. We don't talk about it enough. And I think that gratitude comes in very handy right now, uh, especially with what we're experiencing right now in the world and how there is scarcity, there's lack. And being able to remind ourselves what we're grateful for would be a one step towards continuing to create the business and life that we have envisioned, right? Um, so mm-hmm. out of all the things that we talked about, um, is there anything else that you would like to address for us to end this? Mm. <laughs> no, I'm blanking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Something to focus on. I just, I just keep going back to the push forward, you know, find, find something that puts a smile on your face and have that just kind of the ace up the sleeve kind of thing, just something on reserve. Cause you know, most people, they, they're happy and they're so busy being happy that they forget that there's going to be a time that they're not happy. Mm. You know, whether it's as simple as you stubbed your toe or, losing a family or a friend or something like that. You know, people just want to live in their happiness. And if you don't have that ace up your sleeve, something that, that makes you happy and just have it on reserve when you're not happy, if you don't have that, then it's harder to get yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. We once had to do a date night challenge where we had to sit down and discuss if I had to plan your funeral. And nobody wants to talk about death, but by being able to have that conversation before it was happening, it, it just kind of made it easier to be prepared for the day that it's going to come eventually. And so for me, the biggest thing is, is just always having something, you know, I have a playlist of music that I keep on reserve and I listen to it when I'm happy, but also when I'm not happy, I'll put it on so that it can help me get back to what happiness looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would add that um, you're not meant to do it alone. We were never yeah. meant to do this life alone. So that doesn't mean you have to have a partner, but just um, reaching out to friends, family. If you don't have all that, that's okay. There are people everywhere all over the planet that are available and yeah. getting a coach. We were just, we weren't ever meant to do it alone. And I believe the best coaches have coaches because um, in order to, mm-hmm lead other people, we have to be coachable ourselves, which is what we were talking about earlier, but that's, it is really vital to um, be open and, and willing to work on yourself. So that way you can help other people yep. as well as your family and yourself. <laughs> and support team, they can, yeah, they can help bring you back, bring you out of it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, It's been delightful to have this conversation with both of you. I am so happy, Dustin, that you brought Sabrina here today. Not because you're not cool, but, you know, the combination of two of you just make it. Thank you so much for having us. What an honor. So, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. To join our free Facebook group and access the links and resources mentioned in the shows, and much more, go to www.sabrina-gagnon.com. That is G-A-G-N-O-N. You will become a member of a private Facebook group dedicated to providing the best practices 
skills, and strategies to grow your business. And remember, we all have natural advantages that comes from our instinctive power. You are perfectly created to accomplish so much. Let's challenge the status quo and create a business and life you love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.